Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Bootstrap Web. Mr. Brian Castle, good to be with you. Yes, sir. Back at it. Here we go. Friday. I did a podcast earlier today, then I did a therapy session, and I'm just talking Ooh. a lot on Zoom right now. So okay. <laughs> so so you're like all clear. You're all warmed up and clear in the head, and uh, you, we're going to have some some good content for me today. Comfortable with myself, you know. <laughs> I got, uh, I, I got answers to weird questions. <laughs> I'm ready. I feel like I'm the opposite. I haven't talked much today, so my voice is like still warming up. I, okay. I've been only typing to my developers this morning, but uh, okay. yeah. Cool. I woke up. It's like a, it's kind of a bigger podcast to like a bigger audience. So, you know, I get that nervous energy, get all pumped up. Mm -hmm. Yes. Get some coffee. Actually, I, I did record a, uh, a short zip message uh, message to one of my team members. Uh, this morning. So that was, that was pretty good. That was like my other talking this morning. That's it. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to do a quick one today. Yes. Uh, that, I, I got a hard time. I got to pick up one of my kids at like uh, two fifteen. So I got, I got half an hour. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know I've been talking about, uh, some big changes, major updates, major announcements coming soon. Uh, around my business, my product. I don't have those today, but I feel like we're getting very close. Okay, that's um, exciting. We we did actually launch uh, a, a big update in the product today and launched like a whole new left sidebar, much better navigation, um, uh, a couple new features around like the library and everything and, and filtering by tags, message templates, thread templates, a lot, of, a lot of new stuff in there now. But really what this update was about was like, making way for some bigger features coming soon like we had to organize the sidebar to have spaces for all, mm -hmm. all the new stuff that's coming okay um we've got other stuff even even bigger announcements coming and i want to get those out like this month uh in march uh maybe by the next podcast episode one of my <laughs> one of my fears is coming too close to april 1st and the stuff that we announced, like people like not believing it because it's April Fool's Day. Oh, jeez. How, to, uh, how old are we really? Who's, who's thinking know. about April Fool's Day? At least I, I know. I don't. I, but like the time, like, you know, projecting out like when some of the stuff is going to be finished and ready to ship, it's probably going to be like that last week of March. Okay. Okay. Um, That's so, exciting. Yeah. I am, I, I cannot help but think about vacation. I, we are going to Hawaii at the end of this month. Nice. It, it has implanted itself in my psyche. And now basically anything bad that happens, I'm like, well, at least we're going to Hawaii in a few weeks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Where are you going in uh, Hawaii? We're going to Maui. Very exciting. But the that is helping because these last few weeks, and I don't really see any change or end in sight. These last few weeks are really intense. This is, the, this, this is by far the most intense period since the start of the company. Yeah, we were talking about that off off air just now. So, yeah, what does that actually look like for you? Because same thing with me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I was saying like I spent a lot more hours working this week, um, but I feel like our hours are very different. Like they look very different. So, what is what is a, an extra busy week for you look like? Yeah, so I I think I'm working around fifty hours a week, something like that. But but it feels it feels intense because I, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago where I felt like activity from me can help drive certain things forward. Yep. And and it does it feels like the team's in a pretty good place. They don't really need 
me to push on anything. Everyone is working. This is like the thing I'm proud of right now in the company. The company is working with an urgency now that could be reserved for, you know, a year from now mm -hmm. where you're further in, you've got less runway and you've got to make things happen. We're, we're just doing that now instead of waiting, which it feels like a, it's like a mature approach. It's like a responsible approach to this thing. Like, why would we want to get anywhere near a scenario where you have no choice, but to be urgent? Like, mm -hmm. let's just act that way now so we can avoid that, which, you know, that feels like the right thing. Yep. Um, so I'd say over the last few weeks, that like general urgent vibe has been, you know, imbued in the company culture. Uh, All Hands does that really well. So one of those things this week was <clears throat> I sent out an investor update on Monday. Then we had All Hands. Then, then we let someone go on Thursday. Always makes for a kind of a tough day. And now I have a presentation next week at the Montgomery Summit, which is like this big conference put on by our lead investors. So this like day-to-day -day work and then like this overhang of stuff that is just necessary. It's like these projects that have like a due date. Yeah. So that's made it more intense. Um, what I'm trying to do right now is focus on distribution. Mm -hmm. So it's clear, right? The challenge right now is not, is the product good enough? The challenge is distribution and sales and 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 marketing and biz dev and like more eyeballs. It it feels generally harder to get people to buy software right now because everyone's clammed up, everyone's risk averse, everyone needs to you know really justify things. Nobody wants to take their eye off the ball. A lot of companies that you're trying to sell to, they're having a really hard time themselves. So in that environment, it feels like whereas in a different environment, you need you need five people to get their eyeballs on the product in order to make a sale. Now you need 10. So it's just, everything mm -hmm. feels much more intense and we're, I'm trying to be thoughtful about where we're putting our energy. So, and that is reflected like every day. And I try to make sure that the team sees these decisions and these different things that are happening how they directly align with what we say is the priority. So they like feel it. Like I want them right. to feel like, oh, management is like serious. This yeah. is what we're doing. So we made a very painful decision to cut our rewards program because as, as deeply committed as, as I am to that program and the crypto aspect, it's not going to get us more revenue in the door in the next six months. And therefore we, we just can't do it. Yeah. And that I'm not happy about it at all. Yep. But that's what that that's kind of we have no choice. I feel like that's always the hardest thing is uh the trade-offs and the priorities and yeah. figuring out and, and like because the hardest thing is that there's always a really close call like at like what gets the top spot and what's the number two and three spot, you know? Yeah. There's always there's always ten things on that list. We know that. Oh right. But like that that number one and then the number but number two is so important also so it's yeah. and it usually comes down to like product and marketing right or product and distribution yeah well um, my, my hope was that we could raise enough money to do something that isn't a revenue priority but is a long term priority and that's how I treated it for a long time and recently I yep. just had to I just had to look in the mirror and say you you don't have Flip the switch back, yep. back to yeah. That's right. You just don't. You just don't have the. There's no. 
I don't, I don't know how, how, to, how to put it. You just don't have the luxury of doing anything other than what exactly what you need to do. You know, I, you know, we, we had very similar weeks in that, like, I also spent a lot of extra hours this week than I normally do. Um, mm -hmm. pro probably also around 50 this, this week, um, plus some weekend hours, plus some nighttime hours, like, which is not normal, not very comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, for, for me, that trade-off, uh, it has been for set for the last several weeks has been like, you know what? Still, still that number one thing is getting the, like, we're back to the product, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, for the yeah, first two years is there <clears throat> early on, we had, we had a, our initial version of the product, like pretty good. And then I started focusing on, focusing on marketing, but as everyone knows, I talked about the mm -hmm. customer research, um, getting back to that product market fit. It's like, I learned a ton. Now I realized the product is not where it needs to be. And so we've been really working towards uh, a major, uh, re-envisioning of, of what the product is and, and growing its, its capabilities. And, um, but like th the most uncomfortable thing for me is spending so, so much of my time and resources on product while we're not really moving the ball forward on marketing and top of funnel. Um, we, we get a baseline organic level of signups and conversions uh, every month. But right, that you kind of worked on for a long time. So that's established. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we're also in this holding pattern where like a lot of the big marketing push kind of stuff like can't start until we launch some some things that are coming up this month um that'll make more sense later i think mm -hmm. but but the um what was i going to say the the trade off here is that what what i'm starting to realize now actually this week is you know cuz i i still try to invest in marketing even when i'm not working on it myself right okay. um hiring contractors SEO people, writing, um, other kind of stuff on the marketing front um, while I'm actually spending my hours working on the product. And there are so many different types of projects uh, and different levels of my involvement. Um, I'll say like one, so one of the things that we're doing is, is an overhaul of the website, like completely new website. With, it's gonna have all new messaging, all new content, uh, a whole new thing coming. Normally in, in years past, I would have been the one who designs every mm -hmm. aspect of that and then builds it. Um, this time, I, I feel like one of the one of the rare cases lately where I outsource something and it's been super successful is I actually I was like, I have so much other work to do on the product and everything. I have to hand this off and it has to be done really, really well. Um, so uh, I worked with uh, with Mike McAllister, who is just a awesome dude, uh, fantastic designer. Um, if you ever check out his stuff, uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, he, he did a really fantastic job on the new website. Um, and the great thing about working with, uh, with, with like a, a, like an A plus designer is that like the feedback loops mm -hmm. are, are so fast. It's just like, yeah. basically it's just like, um, yeah, your first take looks awesome. Let's just yeah. run with that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, we, we have some UI designers like that and it's like, it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then the same thing with the development, like my, my thought was to take his mock-up and then I would, uh, you know, design and build out the rest. I mean, I still might design out the other pages of the website. Yeah. Um, based on his style guide and everything, but, 
uh, I also handed that off to uh, to Jason Beggs, who I am um, I'm new to working with him, and he's been just incredible on the on the front end. He only just recently got started about a week ago, but he's already making amazing progress. And I'm just looking at it like this stuff is getting built in the in the best possible way, and I'm just giving minimal input, and I'm just like thumbs up all the way through. And so you know what? You just need that in in every. <laughs> In every part. <laughs> oh my God. If, if like every other area of the business operated like that, it would be a dream. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, but one uh, insight that I think I came to here this week was, um, you know, designing a marketing website and then building the marketing website. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I wrote a lot of the copy. The copy is still a work in progress right now. But that kind of project is typically it has historically the thing like the literally like the last thing that I would ever outsource because that's been like my core competency since day one is like designing and building sites like that, you know, um, so my inclination would normally be like, I'm very fast at that. I'm, I, I feel pretty good about my skills on that. I don't need to outsource that. But the insight now was like, not only is outsourcing it, to someone, to, to people who are much better than me, we will get a, a much better product, a final product. It's getting done without my hours. That's always a benefit, especially at, at a time and phase that we're in right now. But most importantly, I think, is I get to learn from these guys and their approach to the craft of designing a site mm-hmm. and building a site and using using these tools that, you know, I don't really get many of these learning opportunities anymore because all of my learning, like I'm talking about like technical learning, like, like uh, tech stacks. Yeah. Do, appro- a, do a little, a little tangent over there. What, what are they using? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yes, designing, so designing in Figma and building where? Yeah. Designing in Figma. Yeah. I mean, even that, like I'm such a hack in Figma. I, cause I, cause whenever I use it, it's only for my own mock-ups of things. Right. I don't You're need to be anyone else. Yeah. I'm not showing it to clients or anything. It's yeah. just, for myself so i'm like super fast and messy and like just just get an idea up on the page you know um he's given me like a like a he's using all the bells and whistles in figma like all the different presentation tools all, all the symbols and all that yeah um uh and then on the tech side um i mean you know we had to build in a way that, that like i'm comfortable in maintaining which is tailwind css yeah uh you know we're actually we're going to be using alpine js which is a a framework I have never used before. I've been really interested in in checking it out. I just never had a project to use it on. And, and, and now I'm, you're watching a pro use it. I'm, now I'm watching a pro use it, yeah, and pro. it's going to be on my website that I will be maintaining. So, so I'm going to have to learn how it works. Um, which you know, I my understanding is it's not. It's one of these like lightweight JavaScript frameworks. That's you know, I'm I'm a big fan of like Stimulus JS. I think it's somewhat similar to that. Um. Uh. And so the the thing is like I would never have time to just go off and explore and do a uh, a fun side project to to learn Alpine right like only, just for only in real time with yeah real and and I don't have the kind of time to just go take a course on it just for the hell of it like what I need is a real project in my real business where I because that's how I learn these days is by building real real things right yeah. um, but the opportunity to work with with guys who are much better than me, more, much more experienced, and they are really in the thick of these tools, um, is is awesome. And then the other thing that's going to be new to me is using uh, Statomic as the CMS. We're going to okay. be using that to power 
the uh, and I, I just need a minimal CMS of, of just the blog articles. We don't need like the homepage and stuff managed. But um, I've been a fan of Statomic as the product. I've never had an opportunity to actually use it on my sites. Cool. Um, so so this will be a really cool, uh, really cool I, thing to have. I'm, I'm into new tech right now because we we see we see an opportunity in in figuring out what what developers in e-commerce are using. Like I had a great call, and this is the type of marketing sales discovery work that I like to do. I spoke with an agency yesterday that works with like influencer celebrities who want to sell products. And I'm always looking for non Shopify e-commerce use cases. And right. We have like this hunch that that's one of them because you don't, you don't need a full store when you're doing a campaign and a product launch. And then the product is basically available for like seven days. And, and there, the developers, the agency wants lightweight tools. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go set up a whole thing. They just want to grab the front end that they want, and they want to do payments easily, and then they want to send it over to ShipStation, and then they want to like shut the project down after that and then be able to do it again. Um, so learning about this, it, it feels like all at the same time in e-commerce, people are discovering that the way to attract developers is with this technical type of content on I'm going to experiment publicly and publish it. Mm-hmm. So there's this guy on Twitter, I think it's blank lob. I'm not hundred percent sure how to pronounce it, but he's doing a bunch of really interesting stuff around uh, the Shopify front end and to watch that type of content attract followers and like 200 Instagram, uh, not Instagram, uh, like discord members in, on like one tweet thread it's really, really encouraging, yeah. right? Because th- there is an enormous amount of demand from developers yeah. on, on just show me what you're doing. I, wa- I want to do more cool stuff. I want to see what other people are doing, right? I, my assumption is that in that mind space, when you're working remotely, you're, you're basically, you need to expose yourself to as many different things as possible. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of developers um, who are Googling for stuff. And I mean, these days they're using chat gpt for stuff too but but um i think there's just a lot of traffic that happens that that googles for tech for quick technical answers to things or technical solutions to to things and then they land on uh the the open source projects or the frameworks or the products that have the best documentation you know yeah the best that's technical interesting. documentation can i ask a little bit about like the motivation of, of developers in that context? Are they looking to learn so they can use it with their clients? Are they looking to find new- I mean, guy, you know, guys like Adam Wathen would know a lot more about okay, this kind yeah, of stuff. I, but, I feel like I need to um, keep going down that, that rabbit hole. Yeah, but my sense of it, like, cause it is a huge market and there's a lot of, um, you know, developers who who sell courses and sell books and, and things like that. Like, like right. what Adam what, started with, like he had, he had a right. couple of books and, um, you know, Chris Oliver uh, created GoRails.com. Yeah, I mean, I there's, remember there's that like is being built on. So I that. think that there, and, and what I learned when I was learning, um, I mean, I'm still learning on my own projects, but a few years ago, I was I was going through courses and learning mm-hmm. learning Rails and stuff like that. I started to realize that people like me are actually not super common. Like I was in there going through tutorials so that I could learn how, I could rapidly learn how to, use rails to build uh and launch a SaaS product of my own okay and that was my right uh, your mindset my end goal 
Okay. Um, and what's the more common there, version? There might have been some of that, but I think there's a lot more common people who uh, uh, people who want to be employed as developers. Okay. Um, so they're, and they're trying to step up their skill set and they're, they're not. They're either trying to get good enough to be hired as a junior developer for the first time in their career or or they're an experienced developer. They're, they're, they need to get up to speed quickly on some new frameworks, mm -hmm. new tech mm -hmm. uh, to use at their job. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's a really common. And then I think that's why you see a lot of these developer focused products get really fast sales uh, and growth is a lot of these guys, like they've got money to spend. Like people think mm -hmm. like selling it to, to developers is hard, but like they're, they're well paid and, or they work for companies that uh, will happily pay for whatever course yeah. they want, you know? Um, so they could just buy a course, buy a tool, buy a, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I want to keep going in, into this. We we have a slate of content that's that's almost there, and I think we need to not just release it, but like learn how to do it properly and where to distribute it. Because you're, what you're talking about is pretty wide range of things between learning yeah. and getting better and getting hired and this, and where we really need to zero in is almost like this discovery piece of it. On like this is a product you didn't know existed. And it allows you to do some new stuff in your role. Yeah. And There's also the other angle into like your agency and your service. So that right. next I was, mm -hmm. I was going to say there, there's this other angle of agencies. Right. Um, and I'm, right, I'm not as, easier. yeah, I'm not as plugged into this side of the market, but I think that there are a lot of products that really cater to agencies who are catering to clients. So yes. like, that you sounds see, like our that's like our you role. see this a lot with with web hosts, right? Like um like WP Engine has I think they call it local. Um they've I think they've got a whole suite of tools aimed at agencies who are constantly deploying new websites for clients. And they need they need ways to like show a staging site to a client, they need ways to migrate data for a client, like and they give them a whole dashboard and then they they give them like reseller tools and and mm -hmm. and they make it and and they really cater to them by making it like easy to build with as developers right okay um yeah. i think every web host is starting to do stuff like that right you you you, you have to because you're yeah it's a a lot of reason to choose yours over over a, a competitor yeah. yeah 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 man um Actually, on that note, on on mm -hmm. content strategy, this is yeah okay. This has been a really challenging thing for me. I feel like it's been one of my biggest fails uh, in, in this business so far. Is is really because what I'm just going to be transparent here. Yeah. I feel like I've been um, trying to throw money at this problem unsuccessfully for a while, um, and. You know, because my focus is on the product and talking to customers and doing the research and getting to that product market fit. I still want to, I always want to be investing in on the marketing side and, and the traffic generation side. And I feel like even though, even when I'm hiring like pretty talented and experienced practitioners of whatever it might be, SEO or writers or this or that, when they're like external to our company or, you know, contractors and whatnot. Uh, or small agencies, they don't have the customer knowledge and um, use cases and jobs to be done and mm -hmm. and the knowledge of our product and and the specific problems that our product solves for customers. 
so that's been a really big challenge. And, and, and as I'm planning out this new website and the content for it and our strategy when it comes to um, just positioning and brand and messaging, I'm, I'm really thinking about a lot of these like pages on the website to be much more education focused, even the, the marketing page, like the product marketing pages. Okay. Um, I think this will make more sense once it actually comes together in Mm -hmm. the next few weeks, but you know, we think about a typical SaaS marketing site homepage, you know, gives sort of like an overview of, of the product and, and who you're selling it to. Um, and you know, ours, ours will be fairly typical. And then you've got a pricing page again, fairly typical for most SaaS. Um, but then you've got these other pages, which are typically known as like product pages, or, you know, you might have like how anywhere from like features, yeah, how or... it works, product tour mm-hmm. features. And, and so like, depending on the product, you might have three or four of these, you might have like eight to 10 yeah, of these, like, deep, you go and focus on like, all right, this. This arm of the product is fully focused on this thing. So let's give it a dedicated page with its own URL and and all the copy speaks to that use case, right? So I think we're going to have a, a couple of these, but I think in this new approach, this new site that we're putting together, it's going to be much more like how to do this. How um, to do it with the product? With our product. Okay, okay. Um you know, because like our the the new vision kind of brings together like three or four big pieces of solving a big problem, and each of those sort of deserves its own like big how to guide. Normally, you would put something like that in like a as like a blog article, but I think we can position it as like this is the ultimate like how to guide, almost like a tutorial, but design it as a as a product marketing page, if that makes sense. Um, Again, I, th- I feel like it'll make more sense once people see it, but that's how I'm sort of envisioning it. And, and like, and, and this is the thing is like, I need to basically be the one to write, direct, create most of this core content. I'm talking about about like four pages on the website, mm-hmm. right? But I, I'm going to need to spend at least a week to multiple weeks of, of just my hours on that putting on hold whatever needs to be done on the product to really sink my teeth into this as a creative project. And I might hand off like pieces of it to uh, an assistant or another writer to help help like fill it out. But like, I'm, I'm starting to just come to the conclusion that like, I can't just say like, we need, we need content strategy done really, really well in this really, really strategic way. Now here's a bunch of thousand dollars to whatever SEO shop, go make it happen. Like I just have not, been successful with that. I and the only times where it's sort of clicked is when I am driving the creative effort on it. Um it, it and but then we get back to that trade-off. It's like, all right, well, which week in the month am I mm-hmm. gonna sink my teeth into that versus uh <laughs> ship cost the, the, yeah, ship the features that our customers need, you know, to in order to to justify a buying decision, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we're we're redoing our site right now also. And and the biggest thing that I worry about, the 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 overhanging voice that whispers in my ear whenever I'm talking about the marketing site is no one's gonna read this. Yeah. No one's gonna read it. Yeah. No one's gonna read it. What are you gonna do? How are you gonna get this point across? Assuming no one's gonna read a goddamn thing. They're gonna flick their mouse up and down and go to pricing, and that's it. That's all you got. What are you gonna and do I- if that's the reality? 
exactly. And, and I think I think that's part of my my goal in this is to try to do something a, a little bit different. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But um cool. Yo, that's it. Look at this. This time constraint. I yeah. gotta go pick up uh my daughter. It's Friday. Let's have a good weekend. For God's All sake. Right, yeah. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm gonna breathe deeply and write these slides. How about that? My my daughter's my now nine year old daughter. Wow. Uh, her basketball game is tomorrow. So. Oh, that's fun. That. Yep. Yeah, I have an 11 year old all of a sudden who has an iPhone and like <laughs> issues. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my kids are on the iPads, but they have the, you know, we set them up with usernames. So I've been like texting with my kids for the last year or two. And that has been uh, cool. Mind bending. Yes. <laughs> crazy. My, my wife went to like some like community thing about like, you know, teenagers or something here in town. She would like one with a few ladies and, you know, go get, grab a, you know, something to eat afterward. She comes back home. She's like, all right, here's the deal. Great long conversation. In conclusion, we're fucked. Of course. We are yeah. completely, absolutely effed. That's that's it. That's the TLDR. Yeah. If you want to know more detail beyond Between that. Between texting, Roblox, <laughs> Minecraft, it's like, it's, it's a whole new world out there. I yeah. don't know. Okay. Okay. Take that. <laughs> all all right, right, brother. Have a great weekend. All right, later, folks.